0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, if you've been smoking rock or under rock, you now tuned into the motherfucking personal party podcast.
1: Chip. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chip, I am uh, sorry the I thought the cough was
0: gonna take you out. I was gonna,
1: <laughs> yes. I tried. My fault. Always follow
0: uh don't my fault me, man. You know always caught by the wackest ad lib in the game. Now always we need by that rob. It's a what classic. the whack is that? living in bit game?
1: We need that. Oh my god! That's what you named it. That's Jesus. not what the people say. Uh,
0: man, whatever. Look, man, today we got more family. Man, it's the family reunion. You know what I mean? I got one of my favorite journalists, favorite writers. Somebody that you know me coming up in in this in this game. You know, wanting wanting the stamp of approval from the people that's respected that can make the needle move. This was one of the guys that I, I, I yearned from, for that respect from. Also, this is the guy that gave me my first magazine write-up. <laughs> Gotta let the air horns off for that. Show and double XL. You know what I mean? Been, been riding with me since from day one. You know what I mean? Also, a great MC. I knew him since BK Sife. You <laughs> know what I mean? Say that. I knew him since BK Sife. You know what I mean? Y'all know Rob Markman. But yeah, I gave it away. I got the motherfucking legendary Rob Markman in this motherfucker, man.
2: Hey, hey. How, how the tables have turned. How the I tables smoked. have
1: turned,
2: bro. Listen. Man, listen. honored to have you here, bro. Nah, man. Th- thank you for having me, man. I've been watching what you were doing. um, you know, some legendary episodes already. at You and Facts. Um, you know, I saw You and beat out recently, um. Just the room, just being in this room, kind of feels like this. Feels like everything that we dreamed about when we was kids, and, and like actually like living and actualizing and manifesting that is dope, man. So I'm just happy to be here, bro.
0: Man, I'm happy to have you, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Actually, you you was um you've been on our whiteboard to get on since last year. Yeah. Now you know I, my personal thing was I gotta build this thing up just so I can approach. <laughs> The people that you know that that could really that really mean something to come up here. And I feel like you know, we laid that groundwork and I'm like, I bet now I can hit Robbo. Right. Now now I got I got my shit together. But um uh, please don't just
1: jump into his career. Right. I was I was looking at you. What oh, you, what oh, you oh, mean nah, don't nah, jump nah, I into I thought you was about to jump into his career. Like I want to know where he's from. I know how he was raised. See. I see the people don't know. I read up on it, I know. <clears throat> the people don't know. So can we give them
2: Rob Yeah. Uh, go ahead, show. Sure. I grew go. up Rob. Um, Flatbush, Brooklyn. Talk. Yeah, um, I knew that. Know, though. St. Paul's and Crook, um, the block. Um, you know, I grew up good. You know, it was a rough neighborhood, but um, you know, we we didn't do without. man. like my my parents held it down. Both my, you know, my dad just. I, I think I get my work ethic from him. I just mm-hmm. just watched him work so hard. <laughs> um. So you know, we, we actually had like. What did your parents a do good growing
1: life. up if My
2: mom was, she worked in education a little bit. She was mostly a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. Like she 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 worked when she had to or when she felt like she needed to just to have something for herself.
1: This was that as era. like
2: teacher assistant mm-hmm. or something like that. But for the most part, my mom was a, was stay at home mom, and she she used to babysit for all the other kids in the neighborhood. So my crib was kind of like the spot where, you know, like it was just always a bunch of kids Copy. you know what i'm saying plus plus my brothers and sisters and then my dad was a, um he worked in the labor unions to help organize um labor for different i think PEF was one of them and then 32BJ he worked for for a while and then he had a second job in a hospital in Staten Island as like a drug counselor mm. and stuff like that so um yeah, you know they 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 held it down though, and it was funny because my pops worked two jobs, but he was like always there. Like I I, I, I marvel at it. Like I used to come home, he used to walk us to the bus stop in the morning, and then get home around four or five o'clock. We eat dinner, and then he'd take us to the park and play basketball and teach us how to shoot hoops, That's or fair. take us to the comic store. Like my dad was always like super present, and now that I got kids, I'm just like, how did he do that? Hmm you know what I mean it was crazy but yeah, yeah. But Puerto Rican right yeah so <clears throat> Puerto Rican on my mom's side but my mom is, is black you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying like yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people who don't recognize yeah. the blackness talk about it, talk about it. within Latinos talk I think in New York, York we get it cause we talk see about it. About it so my whole family is black mm-hmm. like I'm like the lightest, lightest one yeah, so on my mother's side, but Puerto Rican, you know what I'm saying, culturally Puerto Rican, so grew up in the house with Spanish, um, the arroz con pollo, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, the, the salsa and, and, Talk and all this of that. Shit, B. And um And then my dad is white, so my dad is Jewish. His family's from the Ukraine, oh, that's a actually. Twist. So yeah, I That's a twist. So that's where the name Walkman comes from. Um, oh. So, but, you know, like, we were kind of raised to just choose our own path, I think, Puerto Rican was like the dominant culture, like Latin culture was the dominant culture in the house, so, so like I tend, like I never really been to a synagogue, I didn't have a bar mitzvah, like the, the Jewish rites of passage I never mm-hmm. kind of been through, and, and, and then when I got to choose, they let me choose my own religion, you know, they just kind of left it up to us, and That's so, good. you know, I was baptized Catholic, so, you know, it was a mix of stuff in the house, but, um, and then Flatbush, Brooklyn, and then being outside, my first parties were house parties like bashments like like mm-hmm. reggae parties right, dancehall right, parties right, right, like right. they didn't even play hip hop on my block right in the 80s you Black know because like part. Yeah. Jamaica that's yeah. the caribbean a lot of like. jamaicans a lot of haitians yeah. um so it was dope so inside the house we had one experience and then when 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 we left that stoop you know it, it was the 80s it was yeah, the 90s it, it was you know what I'm saying it was a time
1: what school you went to
2: um i went to ps189 from kindergarten to 8 and then um, I passed the test by five points, and I ended up in Brooklyn Tech to go to high school. You went to Brooklyn Tech. I went to Brooklyn Tech. tech. That's yeah. crazy. It, it was out of that because I remember I tried to get into tomorrow. I tried to get into all these different schools, and my grades just wasn't there. I passed the test again to get into Brooklyn Tech. It was out of that or they wasn't gonna send me to E Hall to Erasmus. Nah. So I, the tech. I didn't yeah. want to go. Erasmus, Erasmus. Is like Bush. Yeah, 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 I didn't want to go to Erasmus because I, I I knew yeah that's it wasn't gonna work out for me. It was just too close to home. It was too close to everything. That was kind of a bad influence for me. Yeah, I, I had
0: two friends that went to Brooklyn Tech. I feel mm-hmm. um, curtains and numbers.
2: Word, okay. Oh yeah,
0: numbers went to Brooklyn Tech. Yeah. To Brooklyn Tech. They, that's to a how smart nigga to You know, funny shit. Curtains introduced me to numbers. I feel like.
2: Oh, that's you know why that saying? I ain't know. Yeah, yeah curtain, curtains. Curtains are L. I ain't nah. seen curtains in years, man. I met, yo, funny. L. I
0: seen curtains. I am going to say maybe last month walking around in Soho. I me, mean, I'm walking one way. He's walking one way, and we. And it was just like, oh shit, we walked in the product store and just walked around talking shit. But shout out the curtains. Shout out to
2: curtains, yeah, man. curtains. Shout, out
0: man, shout out to numbers too. And shout out the numbers two. Uh shit, I, I need to hit numbers. I ain't yeah. checking in a minute.
2: Cause I, I remember you from from smoking number smoking days. Smoking number days. Running yeah. around, Jay Hatch. Yeah. Showcases. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was running around with my <laughs> man Shake. Oh, shout out to Jay Hatch too. I mm-hmm. know. He's going through some health issues right now, oh, so man, we wish you well. well, brother. Yeah, Word, word, word. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, it's good that you stopped me with the foundation. Usually, you know, I, I go right into my shit because I be knowing. So I guess you've been doing your homework and shit. Is anything else you want to cover before I get into we'll my We'll get shit? into it. Go ahead and handle your business, <laughs> okay, man. Okay, cool. I'm just, you know. i be,
1: nah, you be on your MC. They said, what? What? straight Are You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we, they don't know. Not, oh, my nah, inbox too.
2: nah, okay. that 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 that's, that's, that's good, good too, too, because I know a lot of people. It'd be funny. I'd, I'd be seeing just a lot of people debating on what my background is, like, because it's just so ambiguous. The last name is Markman. I look Puerto Rican. You know, what I'm saying I'm half black in that mm-hmm. regard, and like people just don't know what box to put me in. And I see on social media, a lot of people speculate, and it drives people crazy. And a lot of times I don't say nothing. I just be like, man, let you drive yourself crazy mm-hmm. trying to. I know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. They ain't from Flatbush.
0: Yeah, yeah so. The Bushes. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Legit. Right, so, correct me if I'm wrong. Now, you started out as an MC before you started putting a pen to the paper on some journalist shit.
2: Yeah, Spiderman I thought that was going to be my path. I always wanted to be um, an artist. I knew I wanted to be in music just growing up. Again, my mom was the type who went to the record store, I won't say every week. She wasn't that, but like once or twice a month and come home with a bunch of records. Um, You know, my my family, my grandmother's brother is, is a famous Latin jazz musician by the name of Willie Bobo. Mm, so, you know, they, Bobo, we yeah. used to have him hanging up, you know what I'm saying? Like his picture, he died when I was young, but his records always played in the house. His pictures always hung in the house. And then his son, Eric Bobo, is a member of Cypress Hill. So that's my oh, cousin. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's my cousin. So... That's crazy. It, it always, there was always kind of music within the family and it always kind of, you know, just felt really close. So that's what I wanted to do. So I started, I wrote my first rhyme when I was 12, you know, by the time, I'm, um, 13, 14, it, <laughs> nah. I always act. Nah, that. yeah, I, 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 I can't, I don't I don't remember it, but yeah. 13, 14, then, then it moves to start battling when I'm in high school, battling people at lunch. Then starting to battle people, you know, venturing outside your hood, venturing outside your school, battling in front of Fat Beats, inside of Fat Beats, back when Wetlands, they used to have battles. Shout out to the hey! Wetlands. Yeah, yeah, I was you know, in the Wetlands you know, the a lot. Little hook.com. Mm-hmm, this is like 2000. Mm-hmm. So um, my first studio session ever, I'm still in high school, Playing Pat. What Playing Pat has my demo, my first demo. Wow. I had um, Ferris Buell over here the other day. That's wow. so crazy. You said Playing yeah, Pat. Yeah. Plain, plain Pat. Pat. And, and this is before... And you know he he took off and um you know good music and Kanye and all that um mm-hmm. so and every time I I speak to Pat which is not even often we not even like we just kind of lost touch but he'd be like I still got that tape I'm just waiting for the right time to release it and I <laughs> I, I pray I pray that he never put that shit out but um yeah I, you know I always had aspirations of, of of being an artist before anything and then the journalism thing just happened it just kind of fell into my lap mm-hmm. and I was like oh we could get paid for this.
1: Hmm. Okay. How did it kind of fall into your life?
2: Well, I, I always had, like, I was always interested in media, right? So right. I, w- I went to school, um, went to Hunter College, and media studies was my major. Um, but I never, it's funny, even though that was my major, I wasn't thinking a lot about my future. So I never envisioned myself, like, I, I never felt like I could fit in or get a job at the New York Times. Mm. or And I never really desired it. But I didn't think that hip hop journalism, like or music journalism, that you could really eat off of that and, and make a career. So you just took media, just because just I liked it. I was like, it was the thing that interests me the most. most. Like, like how messages are disseminated and 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 how things are crafted to the people and and stuff like that. Um, so and then um, you know, one of my my great friends, one of my best friends, Tim, who I went to high school with, we went to college together. He graduated a year earlier than me. And um, started interning and started working at Complex. This is like, before Complex is a website, there may be four issues in. And he was like, yo, you want to write this album review? Because he knew I could write. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we had classes together. He was like, yo, you could really write. I would always get A's on, on my... I sucked at math and I was always good at writing. Yo, um, I need somebody to write this Jada Kiss review, man. You want to take a crack at it? And we'll pay you 300 bucks. Mm. And and he was like, we're going to send... the Interscope was going to send a car... To pick you up, drive you to Yonkers, listen to the album, and then wait for you and then take you back home to wherever you need to go. I, I was just like... <laughs> that's, that's, that's 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 ill shit right there. I was going to do it for free. Right. Like, 300 bucks? Hell yeah. And, and at that point, I, I think the most I ever made rapping, I made like $500 a show. On one show. Mm-hmm. On one show. Not $500 a show. One show, I got paid $500. But that's good. You got paid as a rapper. That's but... I Knew that wasn't it, wasn't consistent, and right. I was like, Oh, I could get these $300 more consistently. Let me do this. Um, but yeah, he did that That Jada Kish album review, went up there to Yonkers, Jada played me the album. Um, what album was it? Um, the second album, so Kiss of Death, Kiss, Kiss of Death, Kiss of Death, Death with Y, and, mm-hmm. yeah, Death. and um, you know, came back, wrote the review, and and you know, it published, and my name started getting around different the source call, the vibe call. You know, I think Tim kind of. Was like, yo, you should check out my man. But I got a, I wrote a, a Ghostface Pretty Tony review and vibe was my mm. second piece. Then the Source Call, Boo Rosario from the Source Call. Then Double XL started hitting me up, and you know I started getting this freelance money as a journalist back in the print era. Mm. Yeah,
0: that freelance money as a journalist had to be refreshing. It's to know that you, you know, what I mean, you can get that just from your your expert opinion.
2: Yeah, man. It, it, you know, what I'm saying the dollar word, the dollar word era was a right. was a strong era. Um, was it really that a dollar word? It was a dollar word, and that was like for reviews. Like I, I, the guys who were writing features and cover stories were would, would getting more probably. Mm. Um, but but I came in at a dollar word, and my day job I was working in the mailroom, and then I would do these, these write for these magazines. Um, my first interview. Was for Scratch Magazine. Was for I had to interview Easy Mo over the phone for the first issue of Scratch Magazine. That's crazy. And then they also sent me to interview Alchemist. So Alchemist was my first in person interview. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. Shout That's out to
0: shout Alchemist.
2: Out to Uncle shout out to Alan the Chemist, man. Yeah, man. So when did you land the job with Double XL? Um, it took a year. So I started
1: freelancing. It was MTV first, huh? No, it was XXL first. No,
2: I start, It was actually Scratch Magazine first. So um. what happened was I started freelancing in 2004. Um, I had graduated college. I had a degree, but I didn't really have a full-time job. But I, I was working in the mailroom somewhere um, right across the street from Hot 97. And so two, I'm freelancing from 2004 to 2007, but I'm trying to get a full-time job in the industry. But nothing was cracking. And um, shout out to Brendan Frederick, who I actually um, work with at Genius now. He's the chief content officer at Genius. Um, hired me for Scratch Magazine. Like, nobody wanted to take a chance wow. on me. And he cool took a stuff. chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took a chance on me and brought me into Scratch Magazine. And so I left the mailroom. The funny thing was, I was making less money for the, ma- the mailroom. I was making $38,000 a year working in the mailroom, Right. And I was probably making about fifteen thousand dollars a year doing freelance work. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. almost fifty thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Man, room and freelance. When I went to scratch, it was thirty-five thousand dollars a year, and I had to be exclusive. I couldn't freelance anywhere else. So wow. I took a pay cut to go there, and and, it, and I had a kid. You know what I'm saying? I had my son. My first son was born, and um, you know, it was tough. But I knew there was more of a future. In, in, in hip hop and in journalism than it was for me in the mailroom, so I had I kind of had to take that step backwards financially <sighs> to go forward. Then what happened is about four or five months later, Scratch Magazine folded, and I'm out of a job again. Mm. Yeah. So and then I had my, then I, the, the week I found out that Scratch was folding, I found out I had my second son on the way. So <laughs> it was like, hey, what are we gonna do? B. And I remember, so if you remember Scratch Magazine, Scratch Magazine was Harris Publications too. Absolutely. It was the sister magazine, the XL. So Mm -hmm. Elliot, Brendan was the editor-in-chief, but Elliot still oversaw it. So I knew I was getting laid off that day because Elliot never asked. I didn't really know Elliot like that. We might have talked once or twice in passing. And I came back from lunch and they said, yo, Elliot wants to see you in his office. And I was like, Mm ah,
1: he ain't never called for me before. I know
2: what this is. And I went in there, and Elliot was like, yeah, we fold in the magazine. We got to let you go. Every, they kept all the staff at Scratch Magazine. They were able to find them jobs at XL, except me. Oh, shit. And one other guy, Paul Cancer. Paul Cancer was oh, Paul part-time. Cancer. Shout, out to, shout yeah. out to my man, Paul, man. Paul, Paul was part-time, and then it was me. I was full-time, but they they couldn't keep me on. You know, it was like a seniority thing. But Elliot was like, yo, just give me... Don't take a job nowhere else. I'm, I'm going to get you on Double XL. Just, just give me some time, and I... Yo, just don't go nowhere. You know, and I was hmm. like, "Nah, bro, I got it was that big shit. I was like, I got kids to feed, bro." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, I'm, I you know, if something pop up, I'm taking it. And he was like, "I feel you. He was like, well, if some if vibe calls and offers you a job or the source or whatever, like, give me a call first and, and see what I could do." And um and you know that that that's, that's how it kind of started and um 3 months later, so this is how I get to double XL. 3 months later, um Elliot is like, "All right, I want to bring you to Double XL." And I was like, "All right, bet." So I think he called me on a Friday and was like, "Yo, let's just go to lunch Monday and make it official, but I got a spot for you." And then that Monday, I got the all hip hop alert and he had got fired from Double XL. So, I was like, "Damn, oh, I guess I guess I don't get the job." Yeah. But I guess they had put my name in the air. Maybe he put my name in the air. I, I don't know who put my name in the air and the staff because I was freelancing for Double XL at the time. They still needed roles to fill. Elliot wasn't there. A couple of people just weren't there anymore. So, you know, a couple of weeks after Elliot left, they still brought me up and interviewed me, and then it was like, "Yo, you got the job." So, I, I got a double XL maybe about 2008. Wow,
0: you know, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know that Elliot. Well, I remember him working at Scratch, and I know you worked at right. Scratch, but I didn't those two
2: yeah. together he, he kind of oversee. It. it was really brendan that was doing the work but i guess it was and i'm not quite sure what it was but i think it was elliot's responsibility so Eddie, elliot might have been like editorial director so he just oversaw it just to make sure nothing went wrong you know what i'm saying like i because because brendan was really young but brendan was the editor-in-chief at the time that i was there there were a couple of editor chiefs before him jerry barrow was editor-in-chief. Andre, my man Andre Torres, was editor-in-chief before that. But when I was there, it was Brendan. And Elliot just kind of oversaw it just to make sure I think everything went right.
0: Right. So 2008, you land the gig at XXL officially as a as a writer. Now, I want to say this year... Because they had If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac,
2: or drop a crispy fry between the car seats, or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: At participating McDonald's, I, I don't want to call it a freshman cover, but they had a cover before with with a lot of the up and coming rappers. I feel like Slaughterhouse was on it. it. Plies, plies, plies. Joel Ortiz, Joel, yeah, Pooz, yeah, yeah. yeah the, that whole yeah flurry of artists and then 2008 was the year that the internet artists
2: yeah i, I think that was the and that Dayton was the editor-in-chief at that time right shout out to daytuan thomas and i think i think it was i don't know if elliot because i remember i was at scratch when when they did that other cover with papoose and flies mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Joel and crooked i don't know if they intent saigon Saigon, where Giddy was on it. I don't know if they intended it to be a yearly thing. Hmm. They, he may have. I I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Um, but then the next year, it it was clear. Like yo, we we should make we should do this every year, and that and then that was the cover with um, Asher Roth, Currency, Kid Cudi, Mickey Fax, yeah. Corey Guns. You know what I'm saying, Wale, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. You
2: know, the good brother Wale, yeah. So yeah. we put that. Now you
0: had a lot to do with that cover, as far as picking the artist. Like, and, and I know it was a collective. It was thing. a group thing. Yeah, it was a group yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just speaking from the angle where I know that you gave Mickey the call. Right?
2: Yeah, and it wasn't so much that necessarily I picked Mickey. Like it was like I'll it was a through. group thing. It was. But you know, then it was like, all right, well, who has a relationship with who? Who could reach out to who? Who who could get who on the phone? And and we divided it up like that. Like I was definitely an advocate for Mickey. Um, what what people don't know, I wonder if Datoan remember this, but um, we just trying to get Jay Electronica on that cover. Oh wow! Yeah, and I think he turned it down for for whatever because it was right after Katrina too. I I don't I can't speak to why he turned it down, but and then Ace Hood ended up getting that spot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which oh, which to work out? I think Ace Hood was controversial that year. Like people, it, yeah, like he was. like Ace Hood maybe didn't fit because a lot of them were like, a lot of the were like now Green right brown artists. Yeah, but like, they, yeah, yeah, they weren't now right. It was mm-hmm. a lot of presence on the internet, um, and Ace Hood maybe wasn't. But when you look at the success that Ace Hood had. um that's a successful, you know, it's a successful yeah. ass career. Like, yeah. it was like, I was like, man, that was a good pick. And I remember us getting shit for that pick, but I was like, man, Ace Hood worked out for, and you know, say, say what you want, it's definitely not the same, but he just dropped the mixtape. He still be spitting, man. <laughs> really? yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I respect I respect Ace Hood a lot yeah. for what hmm. he did. Ace yeah. took his flow too. The yeah.
1: game took his flow. I yeah, I ain't gonna yeah, hold you. Yeah. man. yeah, You always I hustle hard Mm -hmm. flow yeah (laughs) we talk about that shit. Mm -hmm. Florida nigga, you alright? But yeah, that that (laughs) that that was a
2: dope cover. That was a dope shoot. Um, Again, controversy. Like, but but then we realized, you know, that's we was like, yo, we had like. But I knew where the game was going. Just being tapped in, I'm like, yo, we need to i always heard and i never knew what the numbers were because they would never I, I was i was just starting out i was the associate music editor at the time mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so they didn't share all the business with me um but i always heard that cover didn't sell like it wasn't mm. like a newsstand and i think that's what people don't realize at least in, in those days from a newsstand i could put one big picture of 50 cent and you could see it from 10 feet away that's 50 oh, I got to get that, as opposed to 10 people on the cover and everybody's a little small. Who is that? What is that? Da-da-da. So I, I always yeah. heard that it didn't sell from, from a newsstand perspective. But what I did know and the energy that I did feel is what that did on the internet, mm-hmm. how that went viral. I remember I was going home after the shoot, and I'll shout to, to to Sav and Steve-O, best of both best offices. Of both offices. Wow. They had leaked some footage from the thing, so it started to get out who was on the cover and we realized how crazy it was going. And, and eventually we asked her to, yo, take it down. Let us roll this shit out. But, it, it, you know, it was a good litmus test. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm. And, yeah, that that was an interesting shoot, man. But um, definitely I think that kind of started the freshman energy. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? That I carried Absolutely. on for years. And I was there for a couple of freshman covers. I was really proud of the ones that I was a part of. The next one after that was with Nip. YG. and YG. And, no. YG no, YG was was after that. Yeah, no, wasn't on the cover. Yeah, after after the the currency Wale, Asher Roth cover, Kid Cudi was Nip, Cole, Big Sean, Freddie Gibbs, J Rock, Pill was on that cover, um, and a couple of others. And then after that was um, Meek Mill, Kendrick, YG, Mac Miller, Big Big Crit, Yeah. yeah, um, Fred, you know, rest in peace, Fred. Um, so, you know, I I I had fun. I, I was involved with those three covers.
0: Hmm. And at that, at that time, what was the thought process in picking those artists like?
2: Was uh, it a strategy or, I, or was I, it just like what was hot? It was strategic. Um, it was also what was hot. I, you know, I, th- I think, first of all, if there's 10 people on the cover, and I can only speak for that time and I can only speak for myself, right, and what I saw and what I witnessed and what I put into it. You're not gonna go ten for ten. The industry's not, just not set up for ten <laughs> artists to come in a year and have successful as careers. It's, fact, ju- it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> we talking. Um, but I think we tried. I think hmm. I, th- I think it was always, yo, let's try. Is to there go 10 any for
1: artists that you feel you could have put on the list and you did it? That C- blew
2: up. Could, I mean, we could have we could have put a lot or, or more so. Are there any artists? I think that that maybe we should have, like looking yeah, back. You
1: should have.
2: Um, oh, you
1: fought for and didn't make. However, oh, goes. did I who did I fight for and didn't make it?
2: I don't remember fighting for anybody. I remember fighting hard for Wiz. Wiz actually made it. I remember there was a big debate about Wiz at the time. Um, but Wiz actually made it. Um, I think I was in the meeting. I'm like, man, we don't put Wiz on this shit. We are gonna look so stupid. I'm. I quit. Ha. <laughs> And I don't know if I was in a position to do that. Um, Walker should have made the cover and 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 didn't.
1: Hmm.
2: And I, I should have went hard for Walker and I didn't. You know what I'm saying Walker should have made that cover. I could have went hard. I, I was I was actually against it and not and I I was maybe clouded. Hmm. You know what I'm saying because I like he had oh let's do it uh, and hard in the paint like. But it was like all of Deb's artists was, was on the cover. Like it was like OJ the Juice Man, like Warner. Like that's, that was one of the times when it started to get political. Right. Like when, when, when it was just like, yo, one label has too much input on this, like what's going on? But Walker should have been on that cover. Um, Somebody, I, I don't know if we talked about it, but looking back at it, I, I don't know if he was considered at the time, I can't remember, but Max B could have been on that. Oh, yeah. wait, cover, the cover with um. Asher. Obviously, Drake is the one. That everybody wishes they had and missed and, mm-hmm. and, and Nikki, and you know what I'm saying, you know, when Drake said the fans of these freshmen is about to get iffy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. That's a fact. Like he
2: wasn't lying. But Drake was like it was like a weird time when I knew when I was like, damn, we should have had we should have put Drake was um and I, I was up on Drake's shit, but um I think we, we chose we chose the cover in like August and then started putting the plans together. Hmm. To, you know, because a magazine, it takes months to plan. I, I forget the timeline, but Mick always talks about this. Mick talked about this on this podcast. I told him Drake should have been on it. All right, bro. <laughs> he did, though. I should have swapped y'all. <laughs> 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 I should have just did a swap. Nah, but <clears throat> Mick, Mick was definitely hot as hell at that time. Um, but when when Drake dropped Ransom with him and Wayne, I said, oh, my God. This just the way they was flowing back and forth. I love that record, but um, and you know I'm not saying it wasn't all on me, you know right. what I'm
1: saying like it, it was a committee shit. But yeah, obviously, so if
2: you could put Drake on, on out that of cover.
1: all Young Money artists, only little Twist made the list. Twist made it. Yeah. Didn't Tiger make
2: the
0: list. Nah, Tiger, <laughs> Tiger made. didn't make the list because
1: he, he
2: was too big at that. Tiger time. had blown up because he had the yeah. Coconut record, right? Yeah, yeah, the line, yeah. Um, I mean Corey maybe, but but Guns Corey wasn't he wasn't was with Young Money cover. at the time. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't with Young like that happened yeah. later. So, uh, you know, look, it's obvious, um, and I don't know, I'm only speaking for me, right? Like Vanessa, you got somebody else on the staff, they're going to say something different, um, or they may say something different, but yeah, you miss some. Like, Mm -hmm. I I think you just do the best you can. You know, the the plan was to always just give people light, and, and to, you know, or at least for me, I was like, yo, like, make a new generation of artists fall in love with XXL. Again, so when so when they get big to where they need to be, they they, they remember when and they come back and they want to fuck with the magazine. This is outside of double XL, but what happens with a lot of artists is, listen, man, I did a lot of artists first interviews. I'm a, I'm gonna keep it so tall with you.
0: I talk about it. I
2: talk about it. <laughs> At various, whether it was double XL, whether it was MTV, whether it was Genius, and and you know something that happened with artists when they get big, like don't
1: reach they'll your do hand the right G, they'll do
2: the GQ before they do you or or. Hmm the New York times or the, or the, or the, whatever the prestige is, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it, it's hard. So, you know, part of that was like, yo, let's, let's really kind of show all this love and, and put our name on the line early. And as a journalist, I didn't, I've done that my whole career. If I have some light and I can share it, like, let me share it. And, 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 and let's, that's how you build community, man. You give somebody a shot and, 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 I build up together, you know. That's the fact.
0: You gave me my first uh, MTV shot too. I forgot all about Wait, that.
2: What was it? Was it um, TAC? Um,
0: was it THC? I think it was THC. My might, might it was TAC. Yeah, 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 facts. Mm, I had
2: yeah. just got there. I had, I, you like had a, just got there I from Double XL. Yeah. That's a fact. You, you you was like maybe if I did five interviews before. I reached out to you. It was a lot. I remember Nori was my first interview when I got to MTV. It's crazy. And they they couldn't believe that I put that together. I was like, it, like because um, when I got to MTV, Prodigy had just dropped his book. Hmm. And you remember the whole work? rest in yeah. peace P.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, everybody was at an uproar.
2: Everybody was at an uproar. And He mm-hmm. had the whole thing about Nori and then and and shooting and and whatever. And so I got Nori to react to it. And i I never, forget, I never forget. Yeah, Nori, you read this book. So Nori went off. But I was at MTV, so I cleaned up. I kept, I didn't put all the parts of what Nori said. It was an article, so I didn't have to use the whole thing. I, I wanted to catch the gist of a couple of quotes. And I remember Nori was like, man, man, you made me sound like my, uh, Martin Luther King in this shit. I want to get my mouth What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Did like, you ever write
1: anything negative about a artist or anything that you felt? You was just sharing your true feelings, and they disliked it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Absolutely. Um, and I, I've never kind of been a negative person. Every time. Exactly. P- particularly with album reviews, right? Because right, when right, I was right. at TV News, I was just reporting the news. Here's the facts. Here's what mm-hmm. happened. Um, Yeah, there's been, been a couple of those. Um, I remember... Um, Shout out to Sean. I, I, it never printed, but I wrote an album review. I, I didn't like Sean's second album, The Godfather, Buried okay. Alive. And I know Sean loves that album. I know I know he's super proud of that album. But I was such a fan of the first Sean album. I, I was just like, man, this ain't it. And I had wrote and written that for the source. And they was like, man, we can't run this. The mm. source didn't even run it. <laughs> so, That's they didn't yeah, run it? Yeah, they was like, yo, we can't run this. Uh, so... But, you know, Sean... Shine, Shine, I told Sean about that years later um so he never be but i remember I, I did a lloyd banks album review um for the rotten apple the second album and somebody from g unit it wasn't banks because i had told banks that's i the was the third album nah the rotten yeah. apple was the second one second yeah, yeah it's the second you. one that's the one because there was a leaked version that was fire and then what came out was, was different mm. um and I gave it an L, it, was, it wasn't even, but at that point G-Unit was on fire, so I think everything they was doing was like Excel and better. And um, one one of the A&Rs from G-Unit ran up on me, um, and I was a little pissed, because um, I was a lot pissed, because I was with my niece, my niece it was like 15, 16 at the time, and, and um, we was in a hotel, so I was in a hotel going to um, interview Pitbull, and I took my niece with me, and they saw me in the lobby and kind of... It ain't get crazy, but yeah. definitely, yeah, 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 yeah. So I told my niece, hey, go mm-hmm. by the concierge. Just stay over there. You could. And, you know, he they they didn't like the review. But I was like, yeah. Fam, I told Banks what the review was. Mm-hmm. So Banks heard it from me before,
1: you know, whatever. And so I'm like, what are you talking about? So it ain't amount to nothing. Do you just understand where the they holiday. coming from as an artist, being an artist yourself, if somebody was to write something like that about you?
2: Nah. Cause you got to take it. Once you put your art into the world, it's not yours anymore. Like I, right. I, I've never seen, I, I've never seen all, everything in the world written about me now that I'm putting out well, art. You. I remember one time I, I tell you, I didn't write the review, but I, I was the editor on it. Maino disagreed. Maino didn't like the review on his first album. Um, if tomorrow never comes, right? What was the name of the first album, I believe? Um, and so he he came up to Double XL and argued about it. And me and him argued about it, and we ain't see eye to eye. But there's always been love with Mano. And I remember when I, when I put my first album out, I had the night my shit came out. I, I ran into Mano at Julan, and uh, he was like, "Oh, so you rapping now?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah." He said, "Your shit better be fire," <laughs> because you gave my shit. He ain't forget about that review, and I couldn't be mad. I said, "Yo, you right, man. Listen, man. If you if you listen to my shit, if you don't like it." You know, Emayo be popping on Instagram, talk shit, like talk your shit, like mm-hmm. what can you do? Like I can, you can't be mad. Um, I, you know, I, because whenever I wrote a review, I always try to write out of it was never like an attack on the artist. It, it would be like, I don't like this music is not hitting for me, and this is why the music was. I, ne- I never tried to attack somebody's character or persona, but you know, I try to give an honest critique. Um, or as best I could. So you know I can't be mad when I've seen album reviews where people critique me, and I like I wasn't mad. It, it's when the shit gets personal,
1: mm-hmm. and they
2: start attacking your character and, and, and your thing, and and will be like, yo, you ain't even listen. But you know once you mm. put your art out there, it ain't yours no more. That's a fact. Mm. That's a fact. Cause whatever anybody will go. Now nah, we she's... was
1: talking earlier about how artists are stepping in the seat of journalism now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how you feel about that?
2: I think that's fire. I think, you know, because I, I think, um, well, one, one, one thing, too, well, you know, it's like boxing, right? A lot of the mm-hmm. boxing commentators or Stephen A. Smith or, or, like, never having picked up a basketball or never gotten it, or Max Kellerman, who is amazing, never gotten into a boxing ring. It's just a certain perspective that only a, a Roy Jones can understand or Lennox Lewis can understand because they've done it before. Um, so I think it's important in whatever you do to have that perspective. So seeing artists like like Smoke step into into media, I think is dope. Um, seeing Nori, you know, step into it, like I, you know, I think it's dope. So you know, I, I'm for it. But you know, now a lot of them too get to see the shit that we went through.
1: Exactly. As, exactly.
2: as media, because I kind I kind of feel like there was there was a time when rappers were like. I don't think they seen even though we come from the same place, right? Like, I come from Flatbush, Brooklyn. Like, mm-hmm. like we literally come from the same environments. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Dot. I saw Dot up here talking about, you know, Dot came from Jamaica, mm-hmm. you know, Southside side of Jamaica. Um, come from the same environments. I don't, I don't know if artists kind of looked at us as the same or like if we came from the same communities or had the same experiences. Got you. And, and, and there, there, there were a bunch of artists like, you know, like media was corny for a minute or they dubbed it as corny. And you know, now now you're seeing some of the rappers up there. It's like, oh see, now y'all see what it is. Y'all see the shit y'all gotta do to get these fucking That's views. A fact, but it go
1: hand in hand though, because like rappers need media just as much as media need the rappers. For me, I always saw it as
2: a community, like 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 media was just an extension of the culture. Right. Um when we were running it, when we were in these seats, when you could tell that somebody of the culture was reporting on the culture. So, yeah, we need that the same way we need the DJs, the same way, you mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it works hand in hand. So, to me, it was always just this hip-hop community that we was building, this music community that that we were building, you know? Um, but, you know, I, I don't know that everybody kind of seen it like that, but this new wave of, of, of artists kind of taking... Control of, of telling their own narratives and their own story. I think it's dope. Like, it's Instagram. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw like Nori's Nas interview. I remember hitting him. I'm, I'm like, yo, listen, I know who I am. I'm one of the best at this shit of, of all time. Talk like, your shit. And then I know who I am. I saw Nori's interview with Nas. Yo, I couldn't have done that like you. And I called him. It was like, yo, bro, the way you did that shit, I couldn't have done that. There's nobody in the world who could have done that interview the way that Nori did
1: that interview with Nas. Because, because you gotta got give it up. Because they was on the court together?
2: Yeah, they got a rapport. Like mm-hmm. like like body in the trunk. Like not mm-hmm. like Nori know where the, the mm. skeletons in the closet where mm-hmm. the bodies is buried. They mm-hmm. know the same people. There's a mutual respect. Like if you seen Nas and I've never had the Nas, Nas is one of my favorites and I never had the the long like if you give me the time and the space I've interviewed Nas before, but never the long sit down, yeah, the yeah. hour long. I I will destroy it. I guarantee you. But <laughs> if you watch Nas and if you know even Nas just a little bit, he's guarded. Nas is not one to just open up and spill his life story to you. You know what I'm saying? But with Nori, he looked real comfortable in the way they were just going back and forth. It was an amazing energy. Um, I think I think it took for somebody that he respected in the same field for, for to pull that out of him. Um, so I'm a fan of that. Like, how can you hate that? Why you think I don't like Nas? Cause I'm
1: Cause I, 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 I don't I don't watch, I said that I said that on the no, weekend. I was I was thinking about that. Smoke. I watched the show before, right? No, 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 no. I fuck with Nas. I just think Jay Z is better than Nas. Jay Jay Z is my favorite rapper. Right.
2: Jay Z is my favorite artist. Period. Um, I think, but I, I I just love Nas's perspective. Even me as an artist, I think I'm more. Or I aspire to be, you know, because now this sounds like real fucking egotistical, but I'm more Nas than Jay-Z, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I pattern myself, or I, or I use a lot of the shit that I learned listening to Nas. Before fall under the Nas than-
1: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles, and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
2: Yeah, I I think. You know what I'm saying? Somebody could hear me and
1: be like, nah, bro, like
2: Tupac or Biggie. I'm from Brooklyn, so it's big. Oh, yeah, man. but
1: yeah, you be rocking a band Dennis, so yeah. I had to
2: actually rock <laughs> But nah, but I fuck with Pac. Like it, you know, growing up in that era that I had um the
1: Strictly for my niggas out.
2: Like boy it. You like, had
1: that? Absolutely. Nah, I ain't had that. Absolutely. Like to be honest. Like I don't feel like nobody was fucking with Pac until like keep, At least like Nah, me against the
2: world. Nah, I had that. Like, like keep your head up. And um I Get Around was like the biggest song. Like, even just growing up in New York. Like, yeah, Hot 97 played those. I feel like crazy. the
1: songs were big. I don't right. like So, so
2: I, I fuck with the songs. Mm-hmm. So that made me want to get the album. And then the album also had one of my top five favorite pop songs of all time is Holla If You Hear Me. Which was mm-hmm. also on the Above the Rim soundtrack. So yeah. Yeah, that yeah, above the I was rim just sound watching soundtrack. that today. Oh. That's
1: crazy.
2: So I'm just like, nah, I'm Like, that that I. Um Five Deadly Venoms. That shit was Papa's West Coast. Song. That was
1: a West Coast album for West Coast soundtrack for East Coast movie. Yeah,
2: yeah, Above the Rim, right? Because Defro Row had the soundtrack. But nah, mm-hmm. I was fucking with Pac and I was already a Pac fan. Like seeing Juice, I'm like, how could you not be a Pac fan? Nah, yeah, right. You, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, but you know, shit got and then when it, when when we were kind of forced to choose as fans, it was like, well, I'm from Brooklyn. You're big. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. just what it is. But I remember the first time I heard Hit em Up. That shit, I, first of all the shit where I was like yo this shit is hard
1: <laughs> like yeah, like that's yeah, the front yeah. like you couldn't that's... even front on that record but nah, I was like... throwing up W's I can't hold, hold. up <laughs> nah, I, 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 I ain't, I ain't it going hold I said it was whack first time I heard right.
0: it I was upset
1: I was upset
2: I was upset at it like I couldn't believe he took it there like like I think without hitting him up we don't get ether right like I think, and credit to Ice Cube because Ice Cube got real disrespectful on no vaseline. Yeah. But hit em up took the diss record to a le- new level of it did. disrespect. It did. Like it, like this really then stood for disrespect. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was no host barred. After mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm saying? That, that you know, listen to some like Cam, I think in his disc records have some of the most disrespectful yeah, yeah. lines of all like we yeah. used to hang out with you on Mother's Day because your mother's dead. Like yes. what the yeah, fuck that, is that wrong was... with you, B? Like that's crazy. That's like, old killer. That's, uh, I, I would love yo, to. Yo, I gotta talk to he her really about that. He said that. that. Saying, yo. Yo. Yeah. Really Your saying. daughter R. Kelly, her face. Like, it was all types of wild shit that. Hey, but. Cam was wild. Yeah. And, and look.
0: And, and <laughs> no, also. I don't do that. I, I, had you waiting in the blistering cold for a bogey, and I just said no. no.
2: <laughs> that, that Stan Smith shit was so disrespectful. But, yeah, yeah. but I think that starts with Pac. I think if we don't get hit, I think hit him up, like, open the possibilities of what these records <laughs> could really be. And So I, th- I thought it was a, a dope record, but it, it was like, nah, though, but he went too far.
0: He did go too far. I'm like, oh, you did, you're gone too far, Biggs. Right. But, but at the right. same time, you know, he. a lot of people felt who shot you was for Pac. Right. Right. Now, contrary to whoever's beliefs, whether it is or it wasn't, Around the time of events, everything kind of matched up to be even absolutely if, even absolutely. if Big had the song before it happened. Mm-hmm. Right? It was kinda like boom. Mm-hmm. And then you know, Big still had his his lines that he wasn't like darting them, but he, mm-hmm. you know, these fucking maniacs put my name in raps. Like what that. What the game is that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Big I love the way Big was throwing his shit. You know what I mean? Because right. he was like. Acknowledging it, but at the same time, he was like, Man, fuck that shit. I'm bigger than Not that. Not making a big, but deal I'm of still it. gonna let if you listening, you still gonna
2: catch me. But that's that's the rap shit. Like, uh, 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 you, I mean, obviously, you know this. Like, mm-hmm. you probably got darts for certain people oh that the public don't catch Ooh. but when you see that person you and I know what's going exactly. on you know You know exactly. what that was exactly. and, exactly. and I, I didn't I didn't really quite feel that until I started getting into it because I got a couple of those myself <laughs> where it's like people were like yo I didn't even know you and son had a problem but, but it'd be a line or something yeah he heard that that's for him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because you know
0: niggas is listening yeah. that's good, but that's the best way to get it
2: now this, this is great dialogue
0: too because we gonna go all over the mm-hmm. place What's your favorite interview you've done so
2: far? Mm. I know it's hard, but
0: you, yeah, you gotta tough. have your favorites because you didn't talk to a lot of the GOATs. Yeah, so. it's tough,
2: and it changes a lot. Um, I'm gonna say the Kendrick tell all the dice was was big, but. I was high as fuck that night, so I, I'd be lying if I said I remembered it, because he mm-hmm. just put it out of snippets. <laughs> um, two. I'd have to say two out of two, right? For for different, but I think Kendrick Lamar, when I interviewed him for MTV for To Pimp a Butterfly, mm-hmm. um, is just the way that interview continues to live on, and people still hit me up about this about it to this day. And then um, when I interviewed Mariah Carey for Genius. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. Because that's the only interview, like, we did that in front of an audience. And my mom came. Like, so I got my mom out the crib. Like I remember that's my Mariah. mother buying the first Mariah. I told you my mother used to live in the record store buying the first Mariah album, like, putting me on to that. So that, that was important to me to have my mom there because I think all my musical aspiration comes from her feeding that to me. Hmm. Just, that's L. That's super. M. And then, and then it's Mariah. The yeah, Mariah, it's Mariah was cool as
1: shit too, man. Earth, she that's, down to earth. She
2: was mad like I I when I first cuz I had met her a little bit before the interview and she was cool and then but you always hear like diva this diva that all them stories I heard I didn't hear none of that. Like I like I just she's obviously a superstar but I'm like, yo, she's just a regular person. Like, she's mm-hmm. mad chill. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. she. Was nah, damn
0: always tell me cool Mariah stories. You know what yeah. I mean? How, how cool Mariah was and shit. Yeah. Well, how cool she is. Yeah, man. Shout know, out right? to so Mariah, Shout man. out to Mariah. That's that's dope. Fucking, all right. So, it's good. You're giving me my, my good segues to go into. From MTV, mm. going into Genius. Now, my first... Interaction with genius. I forgot the first
2: guy's names that was over there. Oh man. Maybe Sean. Was it with Sean Sotero or, or my boo Maybe one of the co-founders. Ah oh, man,
0: it's so fucking. Nicole fucked up, was man. over it's there so many fucking yeah. pounds ago. <laughs> it was fucking. I remember going to an apartment in Williamsburg. They had the apartment in, in this high-rise, like beautiful place in they were giving me the breakdown of what Genius was. Right. And um, I feel like I did one of the first annotations on Genius Mm. um, for my own shit. And Mm. they gave me my own personal verified account. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to me it was a big deal because I seen the vision, Mm. right? And then a couple months later, this thing starts really taking off the visibility of it. Mm. And then... The news headlines come across my phone that they just hired one of my brothers yeah. to be the guy over there, yeah. right? So um, immediately gave it gave him more validity in in the eyes of the culture and for me as well because now I got a familiar face that then Ben he he's covered pretty much everything culturally during that time span. So yeah. for you to go there, it was a, it was an instant stamp right yeah. so going over to genius and and leaving not really leaving the writer world because you always be a writer but leaving that traditional way of writing journalism to go to this conglomerate mm-hmm. genius what was that transition Well, like? it wasn't
2: a conglomerate it was a you well, know it was what the idea yeah, 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 yeah it was a big idea right um i had been blessed like because it was similar when i left double xl print journalist, like, I was just getting into the internet, I didn't know HTML, like, I learned a little bit of that, and when I went to MTV, MTV was all digital, at the time, Mm -hmm. I worked on the digital side, and a little bit on the TV side, because I knew that print, I was like, oh, this print thing ain't, we saw Vibe Magazine fall, and then Mm -hmm. come back, and I was like, nah, this print thing is a little shaky, so I went to MTV, now, being at MTV, I felt like it was at a time when there was nothing left for me to do at MTV. I, I didn't feel like I was going to get any other opportunities mm. except the opportunity to do everything that I did already mm-hmm. again. Like mm. like like I felt like I had hit a ceiling at MTV, and Genius called. And the first the first time they called me was like, "Yo, would you come? Would you be willing to come over here?" I was like, "Man, and f- do what?"
1: fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that New York nigga kick ass. Like, like <laughs> it was
2: really like, yo, stop playing on my phone, mm-hmm. dog. Like, mm-hmm. what, are you, what are we doing? Hey, call back again and, and, and I was like, well, just come to office, check it out. Like, da, da, da. And when I met with Tom and Alon, who are the co-founders, like, I seen the vision. Like, I, I, mm. I, and when I seen it, I seen everything that it could be coming. And, and what we talked about early on during that first session, an interview, whatever you want to call it, I was like, yo, I want to make Genius the new MTV. Not necessarily a cable network, but a brand synonymous with music where artists can come and, you know what I mean? And, and, and that was the mission. So, I was the first hire over there for, for what was called the content department at the time. Um, shit was trending on Twitter all day. Like, mm-hmm. that shit was crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, And then they brought, and then after that, they brought in my man a couple months later, my man Brendan, who I told you who hired me at Scratch magazine. Wow. So he hired me at Scratch, and then here I am interviewing him at Genius to come in and, come and, in and be in. and essentially be my boss. But you know, that like and and so he came in and 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 you know, together with the team that was built, man, there was a lot of like great highs on the video side and stuff like that we started building this thing that, that really meant something to people and, and a brand that, you know, I believe is, is now synonymous with music um, and artists and, 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 and quality. Um, so I'm super proud of that. And, you know, like leaving MTV at the time, it, it, I just kind of saw the end of the road. I was like, Oh, I'm not, there's, there's, there's not anything for me to grow. And then when I get to genius, you know, I'm an executive now, like I'm, I'm a VP over there. Like, I told you that was shit. gonna happen that uh, You
0: know what I'm saying? That's crazy. And he, he, and you know, Rap Genius got me in a little trouble one time. Um, my kid's mother, she fucking oh no. Googled a song because <laughs> she wanted she wanted to get the exact lyrics so she could quote me. Shout out to Chanel. She uh she's always on my, my shit. Damn. Bit. So that, that's funny. So did, shout out to Rap Genius. Did, does that change I the way that you that. write now? Knowing Hell that no. Knowing, no. that knowing that, knowing that there's people who will decipher every single thing, but you know I loved it. What I said to her is, "You know, do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger really killed these people when he's a Terminator? Like you know it's like it's art, but at the same time, I'm writing mm-hmm. a journal right it's, it's my thoughts mm-hmm. sometimes right. it's not really what it is, right I, you know, but it's right. it's me elevated times. Whatever it is. Shut the fuck up. Because what she said to me was, fuck out of here, nigga. Everything you say is real, bro. (laughs) Like, like I'm fact-checking everything you say. Everything you say is real, so why wouldn't that be real?
1: Yo, is that why these, like, like platform, these music platforms, all of them got read the lyrics with the songs and all of
0: that. Word, like Apple you now has. Apple, I, I now you, you can know just
1: click on and just. That's
0: funny because every time I I'm turn just, in an album, I'm and I know don't you like, question, like every time bro. we turn shit in, they want our lyrics.
2: Yeah, to go So, yeah.
0: do you think that was a correlation from what Genius is doing? Well, well, G-
2: G- yes, absolutely, yes. Okay. Genius Genius actually has a partnership with Apple. Oh shit! So where we supply oh, we we supply them with lyrics, but you see it everywhere. Look, I think genius is the when when the game moved into streaming, we lost booklets, right? We lost physical, and we lost booklets. A lost art. But but you but what came with that more than the physical, and what people what it took these streaming these DSPs years to realize is that we lost the metadata. We lost credits. Mm-hmm. That means all of a sudden. Yo, listening to Illmatic, like or or or, or M.O.P. Um, or Blueprint, Jay Z, right? But me knowing anything that DJ Premier produced, Eddie Sancho would mix. That's a booklet. Like, mm-hmm. how do you find that no more? Those mm. relationships, Facts. like, like just reading the thank you notes. That's how I learned who was a program director at Hot ninety seven, or who just seeing who the artists thank you. You learn who was the important people. We lost all of that with DSPs. And, and what that is, is context to our culture and how our music is made. So with Genius, we, we wanted to, one, not only give you the lyrics, right, but also give you the metadata. There's a bunch of metadata fields in Genius hmm. um, to make sure that people get the proper credit. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I absolutely think um, we influence the DSPs and, and, and media in general to just put more of an emphasis on on the creation. And the intention behind the art. You know, another thing that I say is... Um, another reason why I left MTV, because I felt like I, was, I wasn't I was doing music journalism. Mm. I was doing... It started turning into celebrity mm. journalism. Every It became a time when everybody, everybody in the music space, in the hip-hop space, started following the TMZ model of mm. journalism. And that just never interests me. Like, I'm sitting across from Ross... I don't want to ask you who you dating. I don't give a More fuck. Gossip, like, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just didn't. I didn't feel comfortable doing that. And genius, I think when when I went there and with the intention was to really speak to these artists about their music and the lyrics. You, I, I once saw T.I. Um, T.I. was promoting an album, and he did an interview um, at Hot ninety seven, and the interview was an hour long,
0: hmm.
2: and they spent five minutes talking about the music. Everything else was about what. Everything we had else was like. about yeah, the family hustle, the tiny, what's going on with this and that. That's not a knock against Hot ninety seven. That's what the viewers want. Like that works for them, but it, it, it that shit just made me sad. I'm like, yo, this Ti like when we put it down, like Ti is one of the greats. Not nah, facts. Like how you sitting in front of Ti? I got too many music questions. I you know I remember one time I was going to interview Fifty Cent, and I had a bunch of music questions for him, and and just my bo- like my nothing. boss at the time was like. Now, nah, don't ask them this. Don't ask... X out all the music questions. And I'm like, but ain't we a music magazine? Like, what are we doing? So hmm. I wanted to put more of the emphasis back on the music. So not only with these platforms using lyrics, I see now a lot more interviewers doing emphasis on the music and moving away from the TMZ model. And I think that's a genius influence as well. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm being real.
0: Nah, you know what? That might be... I think that got yeah, that a lot to do with like rappers sitting. Subconsciously, in the seats too. Mm-hmm. that too, it might be a little subconsciously where I'm at with it too because you know I hate the gossip shit mm-hmm. that. I I tell him all the time, I'm just not shade room. I don't want to mm-hmm. talk about shade room shit. And, and when I have artists over here, I'm asking them music questions. Like yeah. we had Siegel over here the other day, and I was just asking him questions yeah. about Once Again It's On. Yo, we, 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 I'm asking questions about Reservoir Dogs. I'm asking right. them questions about fill it in the air. Yeah. And you know, the thing when you ask artists those questions, they're not just going to break down the song and the lyrics. They're going to go into the time of their life where you're going to yeah. get all that extra shit anyway, but it comes in the context of a music question because gotcha. yeah. that's the base. You feel me? So what you said is... It's, like, like I, I want to hear Siegel
2: now mm-hmm. talk about because I've interviewed Styles and then I've interviewed Jada separately about Reservoir Dogs we did too. Cause what Styles is doing on it, I don't give a fuck who you are. So Yo, fuck who you are. I don't why care about your favorite bitch car, Cause here. that shit is hard. Like that shit that's is hard. Siegel said
0: times? that's his favorite verse on Reservoir. Right. Styles
2: said that's but, his favorite but, but verse. But Styles mm-hmm. is shooting mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. Like yeah. so I wanna know Siegel's perspective. That means when they was on that record, they was going at each other. We got the perspective. Yeah, that's amazing. You. <laughs> we got it. I asked the right question. I got, yeah, I got I the nod from the, the interview guy. I love that. I, I, I got the nod from the interview. But, but, but we need that. Like, or, <coughs> I remember interviewing the locks. One of my favorite records is, is um, "Big in the Locks. We'll see. Well, mm. So genius! We, genius. We did a, a breakdown on it. This is even before we started verified. Before like line by line breakdown. We just. Or maybe we have verified, but it, I don't know. I just interviewed them about, we'll see. And what I didn't know and what I had never heard before was um, them saying that Big was shooting at them on their first collaboration. Again, it goes back to that thing, right? Like, as an MC, you know what it is. So, Styles, I was like, Big was shooting at you. I've listened to that record a thousand times. What do you mean? Styles is like, you you didn't hear the record? Niggas talking it, but they ain't living it. Like he was like he's talking about us, like because they was talking all that fly shit and they verses, and he knew that we just got on. We ain't really have paper like that, and he, and, but that competitive. Like I'm like, mm-hmm. how can I sit with the locks and I want these are the stories I want. Right, sitting with Jada and 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 asking him, yo. I know there's a version of victory where it's just you and Big because you wrote Puff's verse, mm. so you laid down the reference. Where's that at? Like, I need all that to be asking him some dumb shit facts about who, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Facts. So that that's that's always been my aim, man. Like, I, I I've never been a fan of the gossip. Like, I I, I feel and and look, the audience loves it. Like, like it, you know, it also kind of comes down. You don't want to be the hater. Can't knock can't knock the hustle, but. I feel like my role in this is, is different. My role in this is our music is too important. You spend, you you might spend. It's a little different now because the output has to be quicker, right? But an artist might spend eight months making an album
1: mm-hmm. to do an
2: hour long interview and get asked for it for five minutes, and then everything else is like that. That shit feels like a crime.
0: It is a crime. It
2: like a crime. like I like like where like I always think about Bob Marley, right? Right. Where's the Bob Marley music interview where he's really breaking down? Like we. There wasn't... The media wasn't as big as Mm then. There's not a lot of shit out there like that. Like, so... All right, so who's on new Bob Marley's? Who's on new... Hmm. Like, you gonna miss that chance Hmm. to ask them about this music that's gonna live forever in favor of some bullshit?
0: When something happens to your kitchen, you might say...
1: This is ludicrous. But that
0: won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us.
1: Thanks, Mr. Chris.
0: No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor,
1: State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Who was the first person that took you from just the writing aspect of journalism to the video? Sway. Sway was, yeah, that was Sway. I knew that. That was
2: Sway and and Ramon Dukes. Shout out to Ramon Dukes. Um, But... You know, I went to M T V to be a writer and, and, and look, I'm a hustler, man. So it's like always in my career, my shit was like always over delivered. Where's the bar? Show me the bar. Alright, we're going over that. Mm. Um, when I got to M T V, they hired me and they said, Listen, we need you to write four stories a day. Two hundred and fifty words at least each, four stories a day. That's the quota we need from you. Dang. I was writing seven. <laughs> I was at four by lunchtime. <laughs> like, it's just like, like, ask Ramon, like, ask Rebecca Thomas, like, my shit was just different. I was like, oh, this is easy. And they didn't even all have to be interviews. They, like, they were like, yo, you could repurpose some shit that, you know, if somebody says something in double XL, it just turned into a news article or whatever. But we just need four good stories from you a day. So I was doing seven. Um, I didn't know Sway. I had met Sway briefly once before that. And then, but in B&M TV my first couple of weeks, Sway comes through the through, through the hall. We talking about rap. He taking my lunch. It was, it was like, really like, motherfucking Sway will come and take a sandwich off your desk and you couldn't do I shit about do it. About yo, it. yo, yo, can I have a pee? Yo. Da-da-da. <laughs> like, because that's Sway? What I'm going to do? I'm, I'm here like a week. Um, We debate about rap. Um, He diss you. He, he'll throw some shit at you. And But at the time when he started throwing shit at me, I started throwing shit back. I was mm-hmm. like, nah, fuck that. Mm-hmm. If you're going to snap, we can snap. Yeah. So, <laughs> Something happened, and, and Sway was like, yo, I like you. I like you. And he, he was just like, yo. He had told me within two or three weeks of getting there, he was like, you're going to get the opportunity to be on camera.
0: Mm.
2: I don't know how. I can't tell you how. I can't tell you when. But you're going to get the opportunity. Be ready. And and the only thing I'm going to tell you is when those lights come on and that camera comes on, the same person you are now, make sure you're the same person when, when the camera's on, and you're going to go far." And I said bet, and 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 he stayed true to it. He gave me some opportunities. He definitely threw me to the wolves a couple of times. Like like, like he put me in a fight. <laughs> one time, my one, my first interview I did on camera was with Lil B. Shout out to the bass. Shout, shout out to Lil B. And it was dope. Um, a lot of people congratulating me. Everybody on MTV. Oh my god, this shit's so amazing. Sway, let me have that. Everybody was shouting. Yo, you killed it. You killed it. So it was like, yo, you feel good? It was like two days later, you feel good about your interview? I was like, yeah, man. He was like, good. You should feel good about it. Now, you ready to hear everything you did wrong? Hmm. Like, And hey. that was the realest shit. I said, and I was like, yeah. Yo, your posture was fucked up. Yo, you was talking to him like you was on the stoop. You got to command it. Your voice got to be this. You got you to sit up straight. You got to da-da-da-da. And he broke down everything that I did wrong. And that was the most amazing shit because he didn't yes me to death. Um. I feel like the second on-camera interview I did, it was early, was with Our Future. It was with all ten of them. Mm, I and was, remember that. It was with Rat Fix. Mm-hmm. And Sway, for whatever reason, had something else to do. He didn't want to do it. I I, I, I can't speak <laughs> for him. But he called me maybe a half hour before. Yo, you're going to host Rat Fix today. And it's all of Our Future. And you remember, they were wild. wow, wild. Earl had was, just came yeah. home. And so I said, all right, bet. So I'm ready, and what I had asked the producer was like, "Well, let's bring them on one by one. Let me let's bring on one. Let me speak to him a little bit. Bring on another one. Let's, because I I knew I was like I gotta establish a rapport. Mm. The producer was like, "Nah, ain't no time for that. We just mm. we gotta start right now. We don't have. They started me with all ten of them on set." <sighs> They killed me, bro. Kill, I already know. They fucking killed like, <laughs> me. And me and Tyler was cool. Like, you know, it, it, it was that's, kind that's, of a nap. That's yeah. a good bunch right there. So God, then, then we had we used to have this, this segment called Get In The Game where we used to take a young rapper and show them to whoever the guest was. They'd watch the video and then they give the rapper some critiques. So me knowing it was our future said, yo, let me show them somebody so dope that they can't front on. Who did I show though? Who? Joey Badass. <laughs> he was still in Murrow. He was still in high school. Joey skyped in, I feel like from his gym class. You know what I'm saying? Like this is how early it was. It's crazy. Yo, they started roasting Joey. Like they didn't take. And it wasn't because Joey shit wasn't dope. Um the, the video we saw uh, survival tactics as we showed mm-hmm. him, him mm-hmm. and Steve's. I'm like, you can't front on this shit at all. Um that record actually samples too. I told you my my grandmother's brother, my Willy great Bubble. uncle Willie Bubble. Yeah, that's one of his wow. samples. Yeah, Survival yeah. tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So like, that's how ingrained the shit is. But they started dissing Joey, and Joey is is, is is left brain is dissing Joey. You know, Tyler was like, ah, this shit was I. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? It it wasn't no grizzly bear. I like to listen to Grizzly Bear. This shit was I. Right. That brain, and then Joey throwing it back. Fuck you, man. Give me some beats or shut the fuck up. Da, 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 <laughs> this shit was off the rails, B. It was like, and and, and it was embarrassing, but it was a moment. And, and again, that was Sway. Sway threw me that alley oop. He's like, "Look, yeah, I'm gonna give you the opportunity, and then you figure out what to do with it." So that that was a big learning lesson too. That's that crazy. Day. Yeah, and that's a moment because look at all look at where all those guys. Look are. at Joey now. I, I know. I know. Shout out to Joey. I, I feel like Joey was mad at me. Why? At, because I think I think he felt at the time. Me and Joey are uh, excellent. I I think he felt like maybe I tried to set him up. Mm. He he felt like maybe it was a setup at the time, like we tried to ambush him. And it really did. The opposite was just like, okay, this is our future. I got to show them something so dope that they can't like. How could you possibly front on this shit and (laughs) backfire? But it was a moment, yo.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy. Yo, what's your favorite posse cut of all time?
2: Oh. Damn. Damn, I ain't...
1: ain't. (laughs) We've been asking everybody this question.
2: Wow, that's a good question, B. Um. I'm gonna have to go, um. Scenario 92. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's different. (coughs) That beat was fucking stupid. That was stupid. But just like that, again, I remember just my mother coming home with the maxi single cassette Scenario and on the flip side I was 92. That's up there. I'll I'll probably go with that, but that's a tough one. And you you might ask me on another day I might change my mind.
1: Yeah, but that that was dope right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. But I never heard that. Yeah.
0: Now, <clears throat> we started, you know, you started as an MC, went freelancing, got into the journalism thing, ended up conquering that. And then you go back to MCing. Mhm. And you some off. so what was your thought process getting back into that cuz you know you was going to get a lot of scrutiny from from everybody You know what I mean Especially the people that Might have not been in your favor Right <laughs> So you know it was going to be a, a tough crowd Whether yeah. it was amazing yeah. or it wasn't You knew yeah. it was going to be some people That was just going to hate just because they yeah. could
2: Who still do right.
0: <laughs> a- So so getting back into Being an MC And putting out projects by your name You know what right. I mean how How did that come about
2: um, I, I had always been i'm saying I had always, um, running around the city. So people who were kind of outside me, seeing me, whether it was like battles, you know, outside um, in front of Fat Beats, um, open mics, the New Eureka Poet Cafe. We used to do that running around, like I said, um, with my man Shake and mm-hmm. the J Hatch and all mm-hmm. these different showcases, smoke, smoking numbers was always mm-hmm. on the bill and, mm-hmm. and We'd have to go after them. Hard act to follow. Hard act to follow. Um, and but even when I'm freelancing, I'm on the blogs. Cause I, I I didn't once I started getting um in as a free I didn't think it was nothing wrong with rapping and doing the journalism. <coughs> and then what I had found out was it was frowned upon. Like they saw it as a conflict of interest. A lot of people told me, nah, don't do that. Nah, you can't do that. You know, so so people know, and it was weird to me because most journalists either rapped or DJed or produced. That yes. time. so I'm like, why are y'all mad at me? This was all of our dream. I'm just, look, there was a time that um, being at Double XL, I was on the blogs as BK Safe on that, right? Mm-hmm, on on mm-hmm. Too Dope, and it wasn't it wasn't like I I used that like, Mecca and Shake just started posting me as BK Safe, not knowing that I worked at Double XL. It wasn't wow. like a uh, 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 you know, uh, quid pro quo, quote, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck you mm-hmm. call that. Dayton had noticed and was like, Yo, this you? And he pulled up a picture of me on there, right? And I was like, Yeah, he was like, Yo, you kind of nice. He was like, Yo, that's why your interviews be so good. He was like, Yo, I think you relate to artists in a different way because you at least, you know what it's like to create. So Dayton was supportive. I didn't feel like everybody at Double XL was supportive. Um, there was a time when I when I was told, like, on the low, I had to make a decision, like I was given an ultimatum. Like, hmm. out of this, you can't rap no more because they saw it as a conflict of interest. They was gonna fire me behind the shit, and I was like, "Well, the rap ain't making no money. I got two kids now, and Double XL again. Remember I told you I went to um, Harris for thirty-five thousand, still making thirty-five thousand dollars. I think they bumped me up to forty-five thousand at one point, but I was making more money. I bought a house with hmm. me and my wife while we while I was working in the mailroom during my time at XL, I, I was struggling to keep up with the mortgage payments. I had to refinance. Like, I, I really took a step back. Hmm. But at the same time, that was still bringing in more money than rap. Mm-hmm. So when I got that ultimate, I was like, man, I just gotta let it go. Shake, you know, Shake, one of my best friends. Shake made a diss song about me. Like, get I, the fuck out that's of my here. my man. <laughs> He's gonna laugh when he hears it. Still my man. <laughs> it wasn't dissing. But you know, again, yo, I'm talking to you. Like, like, on some he just started talking about damn like my man and he gave up this shit. This is the shit we really supposed to be doing, but he gave it up to do this shit. Da 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 Like he gave me like a spit, like yo bro, like like you gonna stop rapping? Are you crazy? Hmm. Like and, and shake gave me that talk. It was, look, we was part I knew he was pointing out the record, but when he played it, I'm like, yo, you really shot at me on a record. Let's go. Um, but I put it down because I was like well if I have to choose and I thought it was frowned upon it was like whatever and then when I got to the point in 2017 what happened was in 2016 then I'm on the Breakfast Club promoting Genius shit and Charlamagne was like yo I love your story because you show these kids that not everybody has to be a rapper you could be in hip hop and do different things and then Charlamagne goes Rob thank God you never used to rap like thank God you never used to rap did you and I was gonna say no but then I thought about shape I thought about my man Lou. I thought about people that I grew up with. I'm on the biggest platform, platform. in hip hop, right? And the people who know me for real, like I'm gonna get up there and lie, and act like I never used to do it when I did, and it was like a big part of my life. So I was like, Nah, actually, I I used to rap. Oh, man, fuck out of here. Spit something. Like, Emmy was right, like, Emmy was like, Yo, you remember your first rhyme? I was like, I don't remember the first mm-hmm, one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, but I was like, I just wrote one last week because I never stopped writing. So, um, it was Spit That, so I spit that acapella, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I was with Hovane. Shout out to Hovane. Shout out to Hovane, and Hovane was like, <clears throat> like, it started picking up, and people started killing. Mike text me. He was like, yo, that shit was dope. I see you, can't Like, it was certain <laughs> shit. Um, and me and Mike, me and Mike are cool, but we don't have, like, that relationship mm-hmm. like that, so when Mike text me, I'm like, oh, shit. And Hovane was like, yo, I, you want to put out a record? I think we got a deal. And, um, you know, he put me over with Empire, and I did my first record with Empire, and, and I was at Genius at the time. Yeah, shout out to Gazi, shout out to Nima, man. Um, I was at Genius at the time, and what it was was I wasn't scared them. I was scared to lose my job at Double XL. By the time I got to Genius, I'm like, yo, I'm Ron Markman. Like, my shit is solidified. Like, I don't give a fuck when anybody has to say, it. with all due respect, to Genius. And, and I sat down with the owners and said, yo, this is the move that I'm making. I didn't ask permission. I didn't. Hey, this is what I'm doing. I just want y'all to know. And they was like, Oh shit, yo, we love this. Like, hell yeah. And, and they were super supportive. And um and yeah, I just got so good in my journalism career. I'm like, who gonna kick me out now? Who gonna fire me now? Mm. Like, and, and so it was that confidence. And um and I put the first record out and um, you know, the rest was history after that, man. <laughs> and um, you know, a lot of hate. <laughs> it was a
0: right. lot of love too. It was a lot of love. It was a whole be. lot of love. Cause I, I, as soon as you put the first joint out, I know
2: I text you like, yeah, yeah, let's go. And, and the funny shit, <laughs> shout out to Rook from the Justice League. My first single ever. I don't want to wait. First of all, I'm coming up on the five year anniversary of me dropping my first project on oh, July shit. 28th. Oh, so i So I'm, I'm planning to do Write the Dream Part Two mm. on the five year anniversary. But Rook, what happened was um. Sky Zoo had a record that he did with Apollo Brown. And he wanted me there was a guy that I was cool with that he wanted to feature on. And um at, at, you know at the time I'd say it was Yo Drew mm-hmm. wanted to feature and all um, so it was like you know I was working with Drew a little bit so he was like you know I tried to reach out to get Drew on a, on the thing but it just didn't work out but I had the instrumental. Mm-hmm. So I was writing to the instrumental. And that's the rhyme that I spent on The Breakfast Club. And it was part of me who wanted, I wanted to ask Sky, like, yo, let me jump on that. Like, I got a verse. <laughs> it's, the verse is hard. But I was like, ah, I can't do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was going to look at me crazy. But I had this verse. And then, um, you know, Sky went out and put the record with the, on um, his Apollo Brown album, amazing record. It was the Jordan and the Gold Chain. Hmm. And then, um, but I hit a rook from the Justice League. Yo, just send me a beat. I got this verse. I want to put it to this beat. Can you send me a beat? Sent me some, and Brooke sent me some beats, and then that ended up being my first single, and I just built upon what I already had, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, so, you know, shout out to the Justice League. That was cool, too. Like, they believe they ain't have to. They came like, fuck out of here. What you mean a beat? My father, these shits go for uh, 300000 or whatever it is. <laughs> like, like, have you heard Maybach music? One to a hundred? You know what the fuck we do? Right, fuck right, out of yeah, here. Right. <laughs> but shout nah, sh- 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 out to Rook, man. They show love, and, and,
1: and that was my first single. That's tight. That's yeah. tight. Up, God, bro? Is no. you, you know the first time I seen him? Where? I think it, you took me to, um, you took me to Genius. Wale was doing an album release. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, the Wale yeah. joint, yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. yep. Yeah. It, wasn't, no. it wasn't for Sean. No, 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 it was earlier than that. It, it was, it was uh, yeah,
2: because we did a Sean one, but yeah. he, no, Sean, we did. It might have been Sean. We did a Sean album release. I think yeah, it was Sean. It was a Sean album release. Yeah, yeah, it was. Good project, good project.
0: I remember going over there with Harry Fraud too. With Yep,
2: because Fraud Fraudy lived um Not too He he far was from, from like yeah, right around there, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Harry Fraud. Um shit, I remember when y'all y'all came to MTV too. Fast, As me I'm, and Fraudy came to MTV too. You you were um we had the show at M T V Rat Fix Live. You yep. was on the last episode. Yes, I was. Yes, I you, was. Legendary game. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: man. He like, mm-hmm. like, legendary
2: like, like, like shit. I remember
0: coming we, out the Viacom building and TMZ
2: was following me yeah. and Damien. It was a good time. We, we didn't know at the time it was the last episode. MTV pulled the okie and pulled the rubber. <laughs> I was like, if we didn't know it was the last episode, we would have, like...
0: Really 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 done. I gotta with. look that up. That's a yeah. great grand finale though, yeah. Fuck, man. yeah. I was on that joint. A- absolutely man. one time, so. Let the horns off. Got right there, <laughs> we got you know some history smoke. Yeah, now we got a lot of history, man, and it's still going and yeah. damn, I see why you left and went to, you know, the Knicks. <laughs> because my boys took that fat L just now. God damn it the Knicks. It's okay, no Julius <laughs> tonight. We play hard. We would have took
1: the L even if Julius. Nah, 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 nah. You act like Julius make a spin, spin makes Julius. a big difference. Makes
0: a big difference. Dribble big off difference.
1: your foot, Julius. All right, so let's <laughs> <laughs> Knicks
0: and Nets, right? Because you know I know you to be a Knicks fan. Yeah. My yeah, whole time knowing you, my whole life, and, and it's been a lot of stress us being Knicks fans. And then you know, the Nets moved to Boston. Initially, he was a little on the fence about it. It was Brooklyn. Like, Brooklyn. Brooklyn.
2: I feel like that was hard. Sneaky hate. I feel what like that was Harlem. He said the Nets moved to Boston. I feel like I know, was, I said Brooklyn. No, you said, no, you Boston. said Boston. I said Boston. Yeah, I said Brooklyn. I said the up. Nets moved to like, Brooklyn. What? I said Boston. We hey, man, don't rewind it. I feel I'm like high. that was a Harlem shot. You
1: know why we feel that way? Because everybody from Brooklyn stopped fucking with the Knicks after <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn made their joint. Right? I, mean, I was out yeah, to Boston Nah, but it makes
0: sense part and part The itself. The Nets moved to Brooklyn. I don't know why I have Boston in my... Right? So the Nets moved to Brooklyn. You know, at first, it's a lot of people that's like, ah, guys like Hovane is like, let's go. Oh, yeah, Hovay was hard. right on. They had Hovay's the picture in the yeah. Barclays. Yeah, they had, he got the Brooklyn, yeah. the Brooklyn tattoo. Tattooed, yeah, yeah. like, uh. I'm <laughs> like, fuck out of here, ho. Right? So everybody is like, you know, they convert in and then the, the big gather with the Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, you know what? I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> I'm actually it. from Brooklyn so I, I could be a it. Brooklyn fan. This is you, because I'm from Harlem. Right. Make no mistake, about from Harlem. Mm-hmm. Right? So, when was the switch click for you it, to just... It was the
2: 2019 it? season, um, the bubble season when the Knicks... You know, everybody's trying to make it. But just watching... I just wasn't a Julius fan. Julius... It was frustrating for me to watch Julius and Morris run the offense. Mm. Like, a lot of their plays was behind the three point line at the top of the key, dribble drives, like there's something on YouTube. And I'm glad that I'm happy for Julius Randle that he got the most improved player. You know what I'm saying? Because what he did the next season was phenomenal. But the, you know, there's like the YouTube blooper reel of just Julius doing the spin move and every time he's coming off his foot and going out about it's like twenty minutes long. Um he don't do that spin move no thank God. He don't do blooper. But it, it was that and 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 I felt, you know what it felt like to me? What? Boys in the hood. Mm. It was Trey. Just, yo, just let me out the car.
1: <laughs> Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I wanted to see where he was going with that. <laughs> just let me yeah, out. Yeah, I really that. wanted to see where he was going yo, with dough. that. Yo, dough.
2: Let me out, man. Just let me out. I respect you on your doughboy shit. I respect it. Like, I, I still, I love basketball. I, I still watch every Nick game that I, that I can. It, it just became hard to root for the team. I think it's the culture around the Knicks. It was other things that were happening. I didn't like what Dolan was doing, like them kicking Oakley out, like I knew the you was say that. the bad taste in my, my mouth. Um, Patrick Ewan, when he came back with Georgetown getting stopped by security. Like, how you don't let Ewan pass? His picture is all up on there. Um, and you don't, you don't know who Ewan is. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, when Dolan kicked the fans out. And then as a Knicks fan, I'm like, yo, every time. And you know this, right? Like, I love to go to the Garden. nothing like the Garden. Prices go up every year. We could go 0-8. Knicks could go 0-82. And the prices are going to go up <laughs> 20%. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I was just like, man, Knicks fans deserve more. Now, look. As a Nets fan, it's like, I mean, this whole shit with Kyrie and, and just the um, Harden and drama and now Ben Simmons, like, what the fuck is going on? Brooklyn ain't without his drama and ain't in a much better place either, but I just needed a fresh start, bro. Hmm. I feel, you know,
0: to, <laughs> I, I got mad love for James Dolan. You do? I got mad love for him. I'm going to tell you why. Because... I think it's a misconception, and, sh- and shout out to James Dolan this and The like Garden, right, is, shout this. out shout out to James Dolan and, and the good people he at The Garden, right, because <laughs> apparently, I don't know, maybe I led a, a, a negative narrative to, to my friends over there, because I got this song, it's a title to a song, I won't even say the title to bring more attention to it, because. I would like to be on Celebrity Row. I like to go to the Garden, right? And and it, it's wait, but you had ninety six Knicks. I, you know, I had a lot of great yeah. Though, yeah. But apparently, you know, when I was being brought up to the people at the Garden, they kind of didn't look at that and they looked at this one mixtape uh, yep, title, yep, right? Yep, and yep. it felt like I was taking Oakside yep. over yeah. Dolan, and yeah. I was just being a rapper and I bleed and you're the Knicks and orange it's and like. Blue. I'm, I'm I'm still here, y'all. Don't do me
2: like that. First, 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 first time, You know what I mean? They first,
0: invited me and kind of rescinded my invitation first, first a little time, bit, I feel
2: First like. time you said no, it was like you never said yes. Yeah. Where's my camera? Which one? Man, if y'all don't make it right with Smoke Dizza, I'm telling you this right now. It's going to be another 20 years of losing. I'm telling you right here, if you look at Smoke, this is the key to your success. This is a true Knicks fan. And this is why I can't fuck with y'all. Y'all don't treat the fans right come on yo the, <laughs> yo the next day after they they pushed Dolan Dolan kicked those fans out and one of the MSG representatives texted me and was like yo we, you know I, yo come to the garden yo season ticket packages we could customize a package you know he's trying to sell me a package I'm like nah I seen what he did to those fans last night I'm good man like I ain't mm. you know it was like the next day I'm good mm.
0: but you know today I think they got better they got World Wide West over there you know we, we we got we got a different slew of, of guys over there, you know, so I'm I'm gonna what, say how that
1: Sunshine Anderson song go? Heard it all before. Heard
0: it all I before
1: did, did it, all. <laughs> Heard it all before But I'm just saying. I'm
2: saying, you know what I mean? I'm I'm am still I'm still They they got they times. New York deserves it more that like come on man like the most loyal fan base in sports, like yeah. they win a playoff game. They won a double overtime opener was, against Boston, was and there is a parade on 7th Avenue. There's a championship a parade. It was okay. a celebration. It's been a long time
0: since we had that feeling. Shout out to my man, Kazim, man. Yeah, shout out to Kazim. You know what I mean? Uh, he's <laughs> over there at the garden, actually. Yeah. He's doing uh, amazing commentary yeah, yeah, yeah. work. And um, I see you at Wild Mania. You know what I mean? If I all could right. fucking get there, because apparently I have a complex show that day, and I'm trying to change my shit. I'm double booked. It's, it's all bad. Sound yes. like a good life yes. Yes. <laughs> right so that, out there. You' fronting right now. Fuck I am. So. Nah, I'm really disappointed because I'm like trying to figure it out. I'm trying to tell so like, you, Smoke <laughs> Dizzle couldn't
2: be here <laughs> with us tonight wow. in this place. We got Rob Marvin, the, the musical style. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know let, just think, let me know
0: crazy. man me know. yo I don't know man I might, I might need a replacement that day man I can't miss Wale Mania man I don't know what's up show you got yeah. you got anything for oh, me also
2: real quick what might could bring me back to the Knicks or would have made hmm. me stay let me hear this I performed in Barclay Center and they, they were so nice and welcoming. I got to spit these exquisite, very illustrious raps in Since I, I never got to perform at MSG. I had I had to go where the love is, baby.
0: That's amazing. That's you know, it. I love, Man, what, I love, what, the, I love what the Nuts do for homegrown talent. You know what I mean? Yeah. People that's actually from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, actually- yeah. You know the nuts.
2: Yeah, actually shout showcase them. shout right? out, shout, shout yeah. out to Logic. I came out Logic, Logic sold out Barclays and, I, and I oh came out, yeah, yeah. You came,
0: oh yeah, and, and my yeah, sons yeah. got to
2: see that. I made sure my sons had seats that's so they could list see that, shit. Man, that's um, just so they know they could follow their dream. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And this shit could really happen. And you know, Barclays. Like, was, maybe, was maybe that your first tour, like official tour. Nah, that that was just a one-off. That I was know, just his New York it, date. Didn't you do? Uh, I did. I, I I didn't end up doing the dates because um. But I got, I got added to um Royce and Premier's Prime tour. Shout out to Royce, shout out to Prime, shout out to Ian. Um, yeah, man, shout out to Royce, shout out to my man Kino. Oh, yeah, I was just talking to Kino once. I was just yeah. about to shout Kino out. It's crazy. Shout out to Kino. But um I, I I was doing some of the dates, like the East Coast leg and then um but that that tour had got cancelled because unfortunately, um um, Primo's dad had passed. was around time. Primo's dad had passed, mm-hmm. so they had to reschedule the But The fact that they even thought of me, and were willing to take a chance on me was amazing. I something I'll never forget. It's tight. That's yeah. tight. That's tight. What's up? You gotta shoot the five for me.
1: You said we don't do shoot the five no more. I, I said that. Yes, you did. I could bring up the episode where you said stop <laughs> doing shoot the five. We not doing that no more. Damn. I said. I said that, physics. I don't know. All
0: right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah we're not nah, doing nah. that <laughs> all right cool if i said we're that. not getting into p.o.w though right nah nah bro, not bro, for I rob fuck with that shit yo <laughs> whatever y'all want to do i can't i sure. can't come here not nah. nah. yo come, come on rob when you when you rob, come on he all right go ahead. you got a p.o.w for me because you watch the show you know what p.o.w nah is nah though, nah i didn't see the POW. you gotta y'all give me a primer oh man let's bro. go this is i don't know if this is good for your career <laughs>
2: all right i play a little stupid music man. all right i i don't i don't step this and shit
1: yeah man all right listen <sighs> man we do a segment called porn star of the week right okay right so do you have a porn star of the week for us current it don't matter legendary legendary current? your favorite of all times it don't even matter. Don't we about know. to get a Rob Marksman, POW yeah. nigga. fuck all... as you about? I thought
2: about I thought this was pressure. I'm... Oh, no. <laughs> right here. Yeah. The, the hardest part is choosing which one. Oh wow. I'm trying
1: to think. Come on, niggas is out here. POW, POW, yeah.
2: anything. I got some classics. I, I don't know. I, my man said
1: I got some classics. Well, I got some too. I been. No. My, 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 I
2: don't know. Um.
1: The first one coming to your mind, man.
2: I've been on a scarlet scandal. Scar- Wave lately. Like, little slim joint, but
1: she's not nah, really slim, dope. yo. She's I, dope, yeah. Slim slim chicks, that's all pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas be sleeping on that and she ain't got the buns. That's all pussy, <laughs> yeah, my nigga. Yeah, I like, No disrespect, we can bleep that out and Rob don't want that in there. But listen, that's I didn't all say pu- it. <laughs> 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 Journalism 101. It. Legendary oh, spin. That's all vagina. Scarlet Scandal. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's weird. You Scholar
2: probably Sc- never heard that one. This is, it Ooh. said it's Scenario he 92 left. A Scarlet Scandal. Motherfucker came up here <laughs> different. <laughs> scenario 92
0: was a curveball. I, I, I didn't expect to hear that one. I didn't expect
2: that one. either. I, I
0: I Maybe Scenario 2000. I'd have been like, okay, yeah, I remember Scenario 2000. Hmm. But Scenario 92, that fucked me up. But Scarlet Scandal... See, I don't really know anything about these people. I only learned them when... When he says the name, and right. I look at the pod, and they have like the picture flashing and yeah, who yeah. she is, and then it's like, okay, okay, cool, Scarlet Skin, great. If we can do shoot the five. I got
1: two. If you got two, I got three. If you got two, yeah, because I was about to say that's bad math. Yeah, that's bad math. I got three. If you got two,
2: alright, go ahead. Whatever y'all want to do.
1: Alright, you go first.
0: Alright, so so you know, we we gonna bring we need this, back this real fast, you. and we out it. Don't so, worry so about it. So shoot number shoot number. The, shoot the five is basically you know we say a name and you say the first thing that come to mind when we say that name. Right. That's what shoot the five is. Go ahead, shoot your three. Sway,
1: brother. Mm. He's also he's also a legend,
2: but that that's my brother, man.
1: Vanessa from double XL Tenacious. Mm. Very. Tenacious. Very. I got my last one, but you go with your two. Dayton. <laughs> Brooklyn. All day. Oh <laughs> <All> day. <laughs> <laughs> All day. That's my brother. Mm. This is good. I like this.
0: Go with your one and i come back with mine. Nah, I'm going okay. to you. know, you know what my back. last one I is? Know where y'all it's going. A sheet. Oh, it's a cheese sheet. You're a bum. Um.
1: Nas. That's
2: my Nas? Um.
1: Lyricist, Rob Marksman. Oh, it's Markman, not Marksman. Nah, now everybody says Marksman. Everybody it, says it, Nori you started probably, Marksman. I know it's Marksman. That shit just annoys yeah. That no, shit just burned my soul. I'm like, oh what, what is, he mad no, no, people
0: do no, that. No, we do that no, to no, everybody. No. That's like a nigga that smoked DZA. That would piss me say the say that fuck off.
2: Nah, Nori started Marksman, and um. And I think Nori really thought that was my name, because you know, you know Nori would do everything. He's like, you know, because I'm dyslexic. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my brother. Design. Shout out to my brother. But Nori started Marksman. And actually, that's one of my drops. Like, on one of my records, I got a couple. I got my right to dream. That's like my made music. When it's a harder record, is man, you fucking with a Marksman. So it's like, yeah, I've adopted. Leave me alone. I've
1: adopted that. It works. But
2: Rob Markman, right? Shoot the fire. Go.
1: Fat. I respect his shit. <laughs> I respect his shit. Hey, look, man. I know, I know. Yo, I, when when we seen when I seen him at Wiley joint, yeah, I was looking. That's funny. And we ain't even getting into this. I was looking at that man. Uh, I was looking at right. you. I see how you work the room. I'm like, damn. Anybody know this nigga? But I didn't even know you worked it. Yeah, yeah, nah. nah yeah. Rob, Rob Marks, but you, Rob Marksman. Thank you. <laughs> Yo, me,
2: Listen, I get
1: anybody' name wrong. I'm <laughs> what It's on love.
0: I a song. I've, I've,
1: I've adopted it, man. I call Arabell. I call Arabell Annabelle. Oh, and her, name Arabelle? her name was Arabell. Her name was Arabell. I said
0: Annabelle. Well, she she, she and she said thanks for the shout
1: out, but that's not my name. Mm. Never answered me again. Sick. Well, she
0: answered you the first time, so that's good. Nah, that wasn't good enough. You know what I mean, shout shout out to the Aster Club. I was there earlier. They got me all this moon bullshit. I was smoking some cash tree shit. I had my left eye twitching. It's a two thousand uh, dollar zip for oh, they, that, That's why you even had that over shit. to me. Nah, that shit been gone. I smoked that shit before I even got here. blood. you ain't not have to worry about that. <laughs> anyway, Smokers Club Festival. You know what I mean? April thirtieth. Um, and for uh your your latest high fashion, my personal drop uh, sponsor. Uh, www the for all your high fashion. I haven't done that in a while. I have to plug that in there. I got a cool fucking guest, so I know y'all watching, so it's like boom, put that there. Maybe you can have some pop up like boom. And just you know what I mean? You work on that he talking to you, them you nice. good at that, yeah. <laughs> but 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 any anyhow, you know, usually you not even usually, you're a walking gem. And and you know you you're a vessel for insight, inspiration, and and jewels. And a question I ask all I guess before we end the interview is, what is a gem for anybody chasing a dream?
2: Um I think the biggest gem is, is to believe in yourself and eliminate self-doubt. Like nobody is going to believe you if you don't believe in yourself. Um, it, ha- it has to start with self, and then and then you just keep pushing. Like, everybody ain't meant to see it at first. I mean, you know, Jay-Z says he got turned down for every record deal and started Rockefeller. Smoke, you've been through your ups and downs of of, of just finding kind of where you fit in. Like, it's, every success story is a hurdle. So, you know, believe in yourself and, and, and keep going and don't fold. You know
1: what I mean? BK shit. Heard you. From the
0: legendary BK Scythe.
2: That word. Now they going to start Googling that shit. A lot of people, yo, what was your original rap name? Like, I don't want anybody to find any of that shit. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I knew, I knew. But smoke smoke knew you was around in those days. Word, man. like word. I said, we, we you know, smoking numbers, hard act to follow. Man, bro, <laughs> man. Yo, we gotta go after them. <laughs> Yo, and those that's the
0: flatland days when Poison Pen was in there. Poison running, Pen. You know what I mean? Running shit. Shout out to uh Poison Pen. Yeah, shout out my man Poison Pen. My brother, thank you for passing by. Nah. This is like I said, this was on our whiteboard of a list where it was like I gotta get my weight up. Before I can get certain people, and you were a part of the certain people list.
1: Facts. Need your respect, kid And and
0: and it's it's a uh, it's a personal um, check off our list, off our bucket list over here at the personal party to have you here. So.
2: Nah, that that's love, man. For real, for real. I'm glad to be here, and I'm proud of what you're doing, and you found this space to expand upon what you do, not just as a as a as a MC. You know what I'm saying, but just as a person in this culture, man, um, you show us what clothes to rock. You know what I'm saying, really fucking cool. I remember you had your own rugbys when everybody's doing t-shirts. That's a fact. You doing rugbys like you always is just something, Facts. something new and different, It's something to expand your brand. So this is just dope for me to watch, man, and, and I'm a fan of it. Um, you know, and I, I like to see you just shining and winning, real for real. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. It means a lot
0: coming from you, and um, a part of my next. Uh, slew of things on my wall is my show and proof um, article
2: <laughs> Dr. Dre cover that the was Dr. Dr. Dre with chest cover, cover? Yep. I don't even know if I still have that I still,
0: issue. I still got it fucking I had all the rugby set out and all that shit yeah. shout out to Steve-O yeah. you know what I mean cause he was like nah you gotta do it like how Tisa
2: would do it you gotta uh-huh. come with all the rugby surround the whole world uh-huh. with rugby
0: that's what we did, and you gave me that shot. So yeah, nah, right, it was, it was, endeavor. it was well deserved.
2: You created that opportunity, man, for
0: yourself, man. man. Thank like, you, I believe that You know I me. Mean? Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yo, what's that stupid shit you say, man?
1: Before we leave. Yo, man? listen, man. It's curls for the girls, waist for the babes, and ass for the hood rats. Show Broadway hoe. We got Rob Markman and this Facts. motherfucker, BK Cipher. You heard? Smoke this <laughs> a personal party. We out of here. cheer